Hello and welcome. This episode of the Sales Chat Show is brought to you by the Academy for Chief Executives. We hope you enjoy and benefit from this episode. Hello folks, saleschatshow.com. I'm Simon Hazeldean and I am here with my esteemed colleagues, Mr. Graham Jones and Mr. Phil Jessen, for the third of our Brexit specials. And again, we are joined by Ian Price, who is the Chief Executive from the Academy for Chief Executives. And in this episode, we're exploring what we can learn from the Brexit decision. What happened, why it happened, etc. And Graham, you have an interesting insight into the how the choice was made yeah because we had to make a choice between two things whether we remain or whether we leave the eu that was the choice we were given the problem is human beings are notoriously bad at making a choice we are really not very good at it that if you give us a choice of lots of things we can't choose between them we give up so if you give your customers too many things to choose from they don't know what to select and if we give people too few choices, they also don't know what to select. So when you give people a binary choice, they either are going to have firmly entrenched positions or most people end up in the middle not knowing which way to go. And so when you do experiments on binary choice and you give people two choices and you give the same group of people the same choices an hour later, 5% of people change their minds. So 1 in 20 people flip-flop between one choice and the other within the hour. Now, the Brexit vote was within 3.5%. So actually, it's well within the 5% error anyway. So actually, what really happened was there was no decision made. Half the people said this, half the people said the other. The margin of error is greater than the, the, the difference between the two. And as a result, the election, the... the um, referendum didn't tell us anything and if we did the referendum the next day or an hour, you know a day later we'd get a different result going the other way and if we did it the day later we'd get a different result going the other way because 20% of people change their mind so when you're running the country Graham when I'm in charge how's it going to work when I'm in charge when I um, have got the keys to number 10 um, I'm going to make sure that a referendum always has three choices because if you've got th- we can the psychology of choice so shows us that we can choose between three things. We can't choose between more than three, and we can't choose between two. So when you give people three things to choose from, it's much easier for us to choose those three because we have a comparator. So if I say to you, uh, you can have a red car or a blue car, you're going to either be in an entrenched red car position or a blue car position, and that's going to be a certain proportion of people, uh, but other people don't mind either way, and they can't make up their mind. Whereas if I go, you can have a red car, a blue car, or a green car, now you've got, you can compare red to green, you can p- compare blue to green, and therefore you've got a comparator. And once we've got a comparator in place, we are find it much easier to make the decision between the two things we can make a decision between. So what should the so question have been? If the question had been, do you want to remain? Do you want to leave? Or do you want to put the decision in the hands of the government and let Parliament decide? then we would have been able to say, ah, do I want to remain, do I want to leave, or is either of those worse or better than letting Parliament decide? And then you'd have had a much stronger vote one way or the other. And once you've got beyond that 5%, you've then got a clearer decision. So the reason we've had all this argument about Brexit is because 
everybody is still divided. Nobody really knows because a decision wasn't made because they had no comparator in which to make the decision. So if I was an Academy member listening to this, trying to extract the learning then that I can apply tomorrow within my business on maybe customer-related or people-related surveys, what exactly are you suggesting? Well, I have done this with Academy members myself and looked at their websites and said, you know, this is really great, it's a lovely website, but you've only got two choices. Put a third choice in and people will now, you'll get more click-throughs because you've got three things to choose from. You may only offer two services, but if you offer a third that actually you're not really going to offer because not many people are going to buy that or choose that, and also it's about which position you put that in, in the three in the choice, so you can then make it more likely that people do choose something, whereas if you've only got two, so I know people who have changed their website, put three choices in, and the result is they've got more click-throughs onto their site and generated more leads as a result. So, does your research, choice of three. Your research says three is the optimum Three optimum is number. the optimum. Because <clears throat> yeah. I know my research into sort of neuroscience and how yeah. people make buying decisions, you know, I've mentioned this in previous episodes, confused brains don't buy, yeah. and having a former life in fast-moving consumer goods industry, the less products there are on a shelf, the less choice. Limiting choice increases the customer's perception of choice and also increases the amount of spend. So there might be a couple of interesting things for people listening in to, to think about. Have a look at your sales collateral, have a look at your marketing material, have a look at your website. Are you offering too little choice or are you potentially confusing your customers? Yeah. So putting a barrier in, in between. Do we also think that there was perhaps a fantastic piece of branding here um, from, from the outset that the Leave campaign pretty much successfully cornered the market on the Brexit label. So for anybody considering this, not least the fact that they may well have been confused by just two choices, but also it was about Brexit. So constantly it was being referred to as the Brexit vote, the Brexit event, we're going to decide about Brexit, when in fact was this really deeply implanted message that said it's about us leaving the European Union, it was Brexit. I think the other thing that maybe it was influential was a bit of action orientation, Mm -hmm. is that you're actually making people choose between doing nothing, remain, and the, the taking some action which was to leave. And I think isn't that quite important when it comes to any kind of product marketing is getting some action from your consumer and getting your message embedded as, as strongly as you can. And I don't think there was much stronger, more a stronger message than, than, than Brexit. The important thing about the wording was that we sometimes forget that there were actually two Leave campaigns. There was only one Remain campaign. There were two different organisations for Leave. But one branded it much better. So the other one that wasn't really the, the one that we all recognised, we all recognised the one with the bus and the 350 million, that was one Leave campaign. There was another Leave campaign who had to talk about Brexit because the wording and the branding had been taken by their competition. So actually that underlines the important point of the, the whole wording and notion that that campaign came in with was really important in terms of them getting the attention they got. 
I think we all know from sales chat show, you know, the importance that emotion plays in people's buying decisions. All the neuroscience, etc., shows us that emotion emotion plays a very large part of human decision making, including decisions to buy. What are your thoughts on the kind of the emotional content of the campaign? What do you think we might learn from from what was done there? Because it was, for example, it was labelled at times Project Fear, wasn't it? Of you were trying to be scared into into remaining or or, or exiting. I I think um, I was certainly hoping to learn something through the campaign, the pros and cons of it, the do's and don'ts of it. But I think for me, emotionally, a lot of the argument was futile, it was arrogant, it was was uninformative. And I think uh, I, I probably gave up after day three attempting to really understand the issues uh, thereafter, it was personality-based. Mm, which is an interesting uh, emotional processing, significant percentage of cognitive function. So therefore, maybe the emotion for certain people was the primary driver of their decision, not looking at the argument as you, as you were saying. Well, it would have been. That, that every decision we make is emotional. So you know from the way the brain works and where those decisions are made in the brain, we know that the emotion centres of the brain are involved in every decision-making piece of decision-making we do because your you know, left prefrontal cortex, as it were, it goes back and hits that emotion centre and the emotion centre sends a signal back to where you're making that decision you know, above your left eye. That's where you decided whether to remain or leave. And so I think if I, if I, I kind of summarise some of the things that we've, we've talked about, we've talked about um, how people make decisions, those those three choices, and not not providing that sort of uh, either-or choice, the, the, the dichotomy of choice. We looked at the kind of the branding piece, which is about you know the action orientation of that and then the role that emotion has played in, in people's people's decision making process so i guess for you know if you're a salesperson listening or a business owner listening in there there might be some interesting lessons for us to step away from the actual content of brexit look at it as a phenomenon and maybe learn and see what lessons from it um, we can we can then apply to our businesses and i'm fairly certain that as the process continues there'll be lots more learning to come as we as we move forwards so that's been the uh, third brexit special episode for the sales chat show we had our special guest ian price from the academy for chief executives phil jesson graham jones and i'm simon hazeldean thank you for listening have been listening to an episode of the sales chat show to stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success please visit saleschatshow.com thank you very much for listening to this episode and from everyone here at the sales chat show we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling (laughs) 